0: He said it because of his wet blanket energy. (laughs) Unhinged. That's actually unhinged. Hello and welcome to She's All Batch. I'm Stephanie and I'm Jackie, and we don't care if you're here for the right reasons. We're just happy you're here.
1: So join us as we talk shit about our favorite show. Okay, so one of the big stories this past week has been this
0: feud that's happened between Natasha and Blake Horseman. and. I feel like people are like kind of torn on which side they're taking. So basically what happened is in like an Ask Me Anything, Blake was asked if he gave any Bachelor stars advice about going to Paradise this summer. And he said, the only advice I gave them was to be careful of the official Bachelor podcast hosts if they are down there. They are ABC employees and will always get a good edit. So don't go against them or date someone they have their eyes on. I think they should not allow these people on the beach after last season. He also adds that he loves all the people that went down there that were from the podcast, but it's a huge slap in the face for the audience. Like, do they think that we're that dumb? And Natasha, who hosts Clickbait, was pissed by this because obviously he's targeting her essentially because she's from a podcast. Right. And this
2: is what she said. By saying that, I'm going to get a good edit because I have a podcast clickbait. You could get a bad edit if you mess with me. Um, and to be careful of me. And so you're basically villainizing me because I have a podcast instead of holding the toxic people accountable. That's where I have a problem. No, if you're taking what Blake is saying and you're rallying behind it, you're basically excusing toxic behavior i was not toxic on the beach joe wasn't toxic in his relationship on the beach becca wasn't toxic in her relationship on the beach i'm not trying to speak for them i'm speaking about my situation specifically but if you're gonna warn someone about someone why not warn them about the toxic behaviors that people can have oh because you yourself had toxic behavior on the beach when you were there
1: Okay. I mean, I have a lot of thoughts. I was legitimately taking notes so I wouldn't forget all of them while we were listening to that. Do you want to go first or should I? No, I want you to
0: go first because okay. I feel like, oh.
1: Well, because I think th- I think this is incredibly nuanced in that because I don't want this to be misinterpreted. On one hand, I think the way Brendan Morais treated Natasha in Paradise was pretty rude. The things that he said about her... Um, were not nice. He was really rude. And she she has the right to be sensitive about that. However, I don't think that's what Blake meant when he was talking about saying that people who have official podcasts, they will always get a good edit, so don't go against them. Sure. Because, like, let's not forget, Natasha also got a rose pulled out of thin air by production to keep her on the show. So there was some sort of, like, rule-bending special treatment for her, but that doesn't that doesn't excuse Brendan being rude to her, and that's fine if she's sad about that, but I don't think that's what Blake was saying, and I think Natasha's just being very overly sensitive to the situation because she was so hurt by how Brendan talked about her but I don't think that's what Blake meant. And I think what he meant about the preferential treatment for people who have podcasts is incredibly valid. Becca Kufrin literally had access to a computer and internet so that she could continue doing Bachelor Happy Hour and had her own private place to stay. Like, how what? is that not special treatment? How do you know that? And where did I... I don't know where I heard that, but she continued doing Bachelor Happy Hour throughout... Oh, wait, I know. I think she's kind of said it because... So when she when she was on the beach filming Paradise... Katie's season was airing and but and she had to continue watching it to do Bachelor Happy Hour. We know she was doing Bachelor Happy Hour while she was in Paradise. And so she's talked about it in the sense of like her being confused because Thomas is getting a horrible edit on Katie's season mm-hmm. and she's connecting with Thomas and she's like, okay, wait, but like, who's the real Thomas? Okay. That's how I know that. But okay. other people have said that too, but that's, that's from the source how I know that.
0: <laughs> Got it. Okay. I, feel like as I was listening to what Natasha was saying, I was understanding the point she was making, but I don't think like that's what Blake was actually trying to say. And I think if you turn a blind eye to the fact that there is a clear hierarchy of people yes. on the beach, you're naive. And totally. to think that, like, and it's not even just podcast hosts, he's just naming one, but there are favorites that they're going to protect. There are people, like, it's just... If you don't realize when you see the cast who they're gonna protect and who's important and who can kind of fall by the wayside, like, I don't understand what show you're watching. I mean, I have two examples and I've thought for all of 10 seconds about it. And I've thought of when Julia from um, Chris Soules' season was played mm-hmm. by Joe Bailey and it was exactly what happened to with Brendan, Natasha, and Piper. That happened in season two, where Joe Bailey dated Julia, but he was really only using her to stay on the show until uh, Samantha came.
1: Yes, yes. And I I brought
0: this up on Instagram, and the amount of people that hadn't even seen season two was, like, crazy, because it's the exact same storyline. Totally. So then he goes off, he dates Samantha, and everyone feels so bad for Julia because Julia deserves a chance at love. And then they literally flew back Mikey, a random guy from the show, to date Julia Only to end up dumping her the last day anyway. She was like, you know, a single mother and they wanted to protect her. And like she was a fan favorite. So they they do what they need to do to protect the people they want.
1: Okay, well, so actually later on in the episode, I interview Ivan and we talk a lot about his time on Paradise. And Ivan was not like high on the hierarchy and he broke the rules and left his hotel room to go meet up with alexa and they immediately told him he had to go home and he'll talk about it more in his own words later on in the episode but like that's an example of someone who the rule breaking is not like accepted for but for other people we can break the rules right we can make a rose for natasha out of thin air we can fly someone in to date julia but like ivan who's not someone who was a favorite is getting immediately scolded and sent home yeah for doing rule breaking but, like, there's lots of rule breaking going on, but some people can do it and some can't.
0: They write their own rules. There was someone that came in and asked Jared on a date and Ashley walked out and walked to Chris Harrison who was conveniently standing in the driveway and she said, I would like a date card that would lead to a fantasy suite. And he just gave her one. In what other situation are you right. able to just go up to Chris Harrison and say, I want a date, a overnight date, and you just give it to me? Right. They set up situations and if the situations don't fall into place the way they want, they're going to just make it happen the way they want anyway. So... Right. Yes, Brendan's behavior was bad, and no one's saying that Brendan was a good guy and his behavior should be excused. But, like, you need to know that, like, ABC wants the fans to rally around you and Joe and Becca and Tia. You're supposed to be liked.
1: And I don't get why Natasha took this so sensitively, because I don't, like you said, I don't think that excuses Brendan's behavior. And I don't think what Blake was saying was that, like, she only got a good edit because she had a podcast and she wasn't treated badly. Like she was, Brendan was rude to her, but they also brought up a rose out of thin air to keep her on the show. But maybe also too, like Natasha is an ABC employee. She just like has to defend the bottom line and you have to be like balls to the walls. Like, no, this is a show about love and there are no bad edits here. All the actions that people do are their own actions. You know what I mean? No editing at all,
0: 100% real. Why do we even have producers? I
1: don't know. <laughs> right. It's just 100% real. Um, So maybe she's just like leaning into that because she knows like that's her job to keep saying that yeah. line pretty much.
0: When she said though like, I don't know what her exact line was, but like Joe wasn't an asshole. Becca wasn't an asshole. Like, okay, as far as we saw and not saying like either of those people are actually assholes, but like. What Blake means is that ABC's protecting them. So Joe wasn't an asshole as far as we saw, but there may have been a conversation right. he had with Kendall that could have been perceived completely bad. And that he could have been, everyone could have turned on him, but they're not right. going to air that because they don't want him to look bad. So like, yeah, he wasn't an asshole based on the edit he got, but like, we don't know what actually really happened and what ended up on the cutting room floor.
1: Totally, because all human beings say nice things and sometimes not so nice things, or things come out wrong. And like, let's not forget how much time these people spend in their ITMs. Like they have, I'm sure, a whole range of emotions for literally every single person, but there's someone in the room there choosing right. whose nice things are getting aired, whose not so nice moments are getting aired. And that's just a fact. That's how you make a TV show. So Yeah, so team
0: Blake or team Natasha?
1: I'm team... Blake in the sense that I don't think what he said was wrong or even mean in any way. I think it was just factual um, and, I th- and I think Natasha took that a little too personally and reacted emotionally but yet I still think she deserves to be upset about the Brendan situation but I think she really took that really personally and made it more about her than Blake intended it to be at all. You know? Yeah. And like
0: Brendan got his.
1: <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs> there's really don't you, there's no need to be
0: upset about Brendan anymore but like Yeah, I'm definitely more Team Blake on this situation. I don't think this was a personal attack against Natasha specifically. And I actually commented on Instagram, and a lot of people agreed with me. Apparently on clickbait, they said, like, Blake's the last person that should be giving advice about Paradise. And I was like, am I the only one that thinks he's, like, the first person that should be giving advice? He knows what it is to be, like, completely down in the dumps, manipulated by producers. He knows the deal. And... That's who I would want advice from versus someone that gets roses out of thin air. I'm sorry.
1: Totally. The, what, what is it? the only way to go is down. And I feel like Blake went so down. He was golden boy going into that season. So
0: they're not giving Blake roses out of thin air.
1: No, Ivan's breaking the rules and they're telling Ivan to go home immediately. Like there's just, there's different rules for different people. Yeah. And he'll talk about it later. So plug, listen to the end because I chat with Ivan about all of this stuff. It's pretty good.
0: Yeah. Then someone asked Blake online if he's going to address this any further and he just says nope while he's like sipping tea so I think it's clear like they don't really like each other and they're just gonna kind of like coexist in the spatula world.
1: I just don't I think Blake realizes that it's not even worth continuing to like argue and like you know what I mean they can each post their stories back and forth but like He's not going to change Natasha's mind because Natasha works for ABC. There's no common ground to find here. They're both telling very different lines.
0: And again, Natasha comes from the podcast that said The Bachelor doesn't edit anything you do. The Bachelor doesn't give you lines. The Bachelor, like, they completely on that podcast act as if this is like. Yeah. Someone sitting there with a video camera that's live They're, and there's no editing. They always edited. say,
1: like, those are your actions. Like, you know what? No one made you say those things. Maybe technically, yes, but you can chop up someone's words to make them say literally just about anything.
0: Yeah. Moving on. So, speaking of Bachelor employees, Sydney from Holton season was a Bachelor employee when she danced in she lyrical dances danced. at the Bachelor dance. live show. Dance. That um, award-winning Broadway show, critically Bachelor acclaimed,
1: Live. Tony-nominated Broadway yeah. show.
0: And if you haven't heard Jackie's review of Bachelor Live, please go back yes. to whatever episode that was and listen to it. <laughs> so Sydney uh, spoke out on her podcast. Um, so Sydney actually went on her own podcast called Something to Share, and she spoke about her time on the show and how it wasn't like the best experience and. I would put a soundbite, but I'm pretty sure her dog is snoring the whole time. And it was like, it was difficult for me to listen, to try to get to the bottom of like what actually happened to her because the dog was snoring the whole time. She basically said she wasn't treated well by ABC and that her fiance wasn't treated well and that like he wanted to visit her while she was on tour and it caused a lot of like stress on their relationship. One topic... They brought up, though, I don't necessarily agree with them on, but they said that, like, her fiancé wasn't allowed to come backstage and stay in her dressing room during the show. Mm -hmm. But, like, if Thomas or Rodney or someone that was going to be in the show was in town, they were allowed to come in the dressing room. And I'm like, well, that's not that weird. They're in the show, so they're allowed to come in the dressing room.
1: I get her point, though, because it's like, I think their reasoning for doing that was, like, COVID protocols. And it's like, okay, well... You can't be that worried about the COVID protocol if you're going to let people who have been just living their normal lives in wherever town... Come on the show, you yeah, know. What they
0: I mean? they said the COVID protocol was really wonky and nothing was consistent, and it was kind of like once again certain rules for certain people and other rules for other people. At one point, she said that she felt unsafe. Apparently, they were no longer getting ticket sales that they were expecting, so that affected where they were being put up in hotels, and that she was put up in hotels where she literally didn't feel safe, and, and that,
1: had to go pay her own. Yeah, I was just hotel. Oh yeah, sorry. Go ahead, go
0: ahead. No, I mean she. She, paid, she said she paid like three hundred dollars one night to get away from a hotel that she didn't feel comfortable in which is like three hundred dollars that's probably what you made for like your full week at bachelor live like there's no yeah. way these people were paid that
1: well i don't think they were paid well by any means but i'm like is that three hundred dollars is that, that five hundred dollars a week definitely not enough to like live on as your full-time job um but yeah no the hotel thing is crazy to me though because this is abc you're telling me you they don't have because also too like a shitty hotel is probably at least like a hundred dollars you're telling me you can't scrape together 200 more dollars for sydney to feel safe
0: yeah i
1: I, I like don't understand that i would love to know where becca was staying when sydney was in this hotel where she felt unsafe
0: would you really think that they were putting like oh becca gets to go to this hotel you need to go here like we
1: don't know true
0: but I'm sure they treat Becca like more of a celebrity she was the host of the show so they and they are like obsessed with her for some reason but I have no clue why like what the fuck yeah I guess we don't know for
1: a fact that like Becca wasn't in this hotel but I just have a hard time believing she was I have a hard time believing like some of like the higher up people who work on the crew of this show are all being put in this horrible hotel I don't
0: know. Okay, one line really got to me, though, and when she was talking about the shitty hotel that she was afraid of, she said it was a bad area, so, like, the area Mm. I'm not sure of. But she said it was a Best Western, and I'm like, wait a second. The Best Western isn't a fucking plaza, but it's also not, like, a shack on the side of the road. And I googled Best Western hotel stars, and every single one I'm looking at is four stars.
1: So also, I think she said in that clip that she was in LA too. So now we can get even more specific. Best okay, perfect. Los Angeles. <laughs> I mean, obviously there are parts of LA that are not great that I want It's four stars. To
0: There's one that's 4.5.
1: Yes, the hotel itself might be like technically safe, but the surrounding area could not be great. There are obviously parts of Los Angeles as there are parts of any city that I wouldn't want to be like walking down the block when it was dark out. So I'm trying to think of where that would be.
0: Jackie, they have complimentary breakfast, free Wi-Fi, outdoor pool.
1: Which one are you looking at though? Which neighborhood? (laughs) All of them. No, but like, I don't know. Some of these are by the airport. I could see that not being a great spot. There's one in borderline downtown LA. and I guess my issue is is
0: once she said Best Western, I was like, oh. I thought you were gonna say that you stayed at like Tommy's <laughs> Tommy's motel in and it's like the fucking ceiling fan is like hanging by a string and like you go in and there's like rats in the bed. A best western, that's a franchise. Like
1: Yeah. I see what you're saying. I mean I don't know. I wasn't yeah, there. I wasn't <laughs> there. Sydney didn't ask <laughs> I, me I don't to sleep know. over.
0: So I don't I don't know. I'm trying um, to give her
1: the benefit of the doubt because I feel like she wouldn't make something like that up.
0: No, no, and she doesn't seem like she's not like a drama. Starter, I think she probably did feel unsafe, and you could still feel unsafe even if you're in a Best Western.
1: Even if if it's like a nicer hotel, yeah, like just maybe the surrounding area or like whatever. I don't know. I think I
0: was just surprised when she name dropped Best Western, and I'm like, oh, right.
1: No, I get what you're saying.
0: You weren't at like Tommy's motorhome, (laughs) right? And a guy with like a beer belly comes and like takes your credit card. I don't know.
1: Right. No, I get that. Oh, I just would love to know where everyone else was staying. I, I mean,
0: I feel like if she had to go to Tommy's motorhome and everyone else got to go to the plaza, she would have said that.
1: That's fair.
0: There's no way they were like, Sydney, you get to go in this, like, sleeping bag on the side of the road and Becca needs to go that like is. on this yacht. No. And if that were the case, she would have said that. And I listened. I listened through all that dog snoring. And she never got (laughs) to the point that other people got, like, special treatment. She just said that she was treated badly. They never, outside of the fiancé not being able to go in the the dressing room, I was waiting. Tell me what they did. What was the bad treatment? Like, I unless, I don't know, some of that dog snoring made me tune out a little bit. Let me know, guys, if I missed something. But, like... I was waiting for this, like, big shebang of, like, what did they do to you?
1: Right. I mean, but the, the fiancé thing is annoying and clearly, like, emphasizing how they're always, like, different rules for different people. The hotel, I guess we don't know for sure what the situation and free was Free Wi-Fi. But I just think in general, I mean, I think we can assume they're clearly not paid well. And they're doing this show that makes no fucking sense. Like, that's not fun. Well, I
0: mean, yeah. At the end of the day, I'm more concerned about the fact that they're singing about Grease Lightning and yeah. pretending they're on the Titanic. That's my bigger issue. than like the
1: show itself was so randomly thrown together and not well produced and thought through. Listen to my thorough review of it in one of our past episodes. Um, so I could get how that's just, like, demoralizing. To be, like, touring around doing this thing, think it's thinking it's gonna, like help you get like really great positive exposure. And I don't know if it necessarily did, like for someone like Sydney, who's a dancer, might've come into this thinking, wow, okay, like I can tour around the country dancing and that could lead to better opportunities. Yeah. Given how weird the show was, I don't know if saying like, I was a dancer on Bachelor Mm -hmm. Live on stage is going to hold much weight for like your next gig.
0: Yeah, I don't know if Carnegie Hall is going to care too much that you No,
1: they're they're probably not calling up Sydney now, unfortunately. I mean, she was a beautiful dancer, don't get me wrong. It's just a weird show. Guys, the whole show makes no fucking sense.
0: Yeah, and at the end of the day, like maybe this is a lesson to ABC like try harder, try making a show that's good and then people will buy tickets and then you could afford to like fucking put Sydney in more than a sleeping bag.
1: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just, I, I just. How
0: about this? Don't fucking have a show. Stick to <laughs> yeah, TV. Or just don't.
1: Oh. Stick to what you're good at. Like, give us another season of Paradise. I don't want a fucking show.
0: I don't need to see, like, Connor B. blast someone with a, what is it, a blowtorch or something? Okay,
1: well, in my show, I saw Greg and Andrew S. breathe on breathe stage. Breathe on stage. <laughs> and I needed to see that, so that was nice.
0: That's crazy. <laughs>
1: They did nothing.
0: You paid to see Greg breathe, and that was the highlight of the show.
1: It really was the highlight, honestly.
0: It's fucking crazy. All right, moving on. Yeah. So uh, people seem to think that Tasha and Dale could be, like, hooking up. And I don't know. I think the reasoning is kind of silly. Like, apparently they've been spotted at three separate events together – but there are events that are like businessy yeah, like, type events yeah. that like everyone's invited to, and like we just went to a bachelor event with JoJo and Jordan. <laughs> well, we're
1: influencers now. Yeah. We know what it's like, guys. So
0: that like I don't know if I would look too much into people being invited to an event. I right. feel like if the story was Dale and Tasia were spotted three times at a bar or a restaurant or right, right, right. somewhere like the movies, you know. Drive-throughs, sure, but like an event, like that, just means your publicist said, "Like, hey, Tasha go to this event."
1: Totally. I mean, are they talking at these events, or are they? Yeah, they're in well, photos together. Okay, I don't even think that's that weird, because um, of course they're going to talk. They're like two bachelor people who are at these events. When we got invited to Ireland, <laughs> we talked to other Bachelor people like Elizabeth and Jojo. Yeah.
0: And I did a little creeping because this is the creep section. And, and we have not crept, like, really creep, creep, yeah, creeped yeah, in a yeah. while. And Dale follows Tasha, But Tasha doesn't even follow back. So, like, mm. no, I don't think there's anything here... People are starting to talk about though, like the fact that they've been spotted at events, they are a very good looking couple together. <laughs> Had Dale not been taken away by Claire, he would have been on Tayshia's season.
1: That's hilarious to think of in that way because I didn't necessarily put that together initially. Huh, maybe they feel like they missed an opportunity and I'm like, what if she doesn't follow Dale? Because that's what they want us to think because they're keeping their relationship secret.
0: Side so note: know Dale's um, critically acclaimed movie, it's on like, Flix shows or something. It's, like, the generic version of Netflix. It's, like, yeah. Flix... Net... Flit... Flix next.
1: <laughs> like, Love like, game match. Guys, that's what it's called. Dale's award-winning film. Oh, wait. It's, you can buy it on Prime Video for $3.99.
0: Guys, we cannot. Can we all pull together our money so we can buy this? I'm not spending $4 on this.
1: Okay, well, I'll put together one penny and then... Well, maybe we could do Way it in a hotel $4 room.
0: $4, we should do it in a hotel room when we're getting ready to go out during Foxfest. Okay. Oh, and the platform that it's on is Pure Flix, which is the generic <laughs> version of Netflix and has great movies like that. Love Game one. Match. Yeah. Um,
1: well, we need to see this movie, maybe give it a full on review.
0: And maybe this is why. Tasha is being seen with him because she's like, you know, I'm trying to break into the acting business, and if someone yeah, she's is trying on, to break into
1: Hollywood, and she's, she's trying to break man. into
0: flit flicks, pure flicks, you could know, be. she could be the next pure flick star alongside right. Dale Moss.
1: We know Taisha's on the up and up, so mm-hmm. this could be possible. Yeah,
0: she just needs to link up with Dale, and before you know it,
1: it'll be Love Game Match Two starring, <laughs> starring Tayshia Tayshia. And Dale.
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so no i don't think there's any validity to this but i am so here for taisha and dale starring in the next pure flicks rom-com
1: yes that would be even better than the first one
0: better well we'll have to see we're gonna have to analyze the first one and give it like a full review while we're at it we need to watch fucking nick vial's like cruise ship love too.
1: didn't we find out that he was only like (laughs) the front desk man we thought it was like a okay guys no, 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 no. I'm going to put the audio in
0: here. I'm putting in the audio here because it's okay. so cute. It's me trying to explain to Jackie, like 500 episodes, 500 podcast episodes ago, the premise of Nick Viall's love, like whatever, rom com. Movie. Yeah. Here. Nick was in a movie called A Christmas Cruise in 2017, and he played Bob, the hotel cruise
1: manager so oh so he's not even the love interest he's just the hotel manager well we have no clue maybe the movie's about the hotel manager so it's about someone who goes on a cruise and falls in love with the cruise hotel manager (laughs) i don't know i didn't watch it
0: but he stars (laughs) in a christmas cruise he's gonna be dale's new acting rival yeah he's he's literally just like (laughs) joe number three yeah anyway anyway okay moving on so Brendan and Piper are paradise friends. So they're taking a break from technology and they want us to know by posting on their technological devices and letting us know that they are taking a break from technology. Cause that's what you do. When you take a break from technology, you have to let everyone know on your phone
1: on your technology. Yes. Well, so guys, this is from a week or two ago, but it was just so funny. I like couldn't not put it in basically on Brendan's Insta story. It's him and Piper like playing cards, being cute in a little woodsy area. But then the caption is middle of the woods, no cell service, no television, just us. He posted this on his cell phone, guys. And he says there's no (laughs) cell service. What? Who took the photo? (laughs) Self-timer. This has self-timer written all over it.
0: And like the sun is coming in from the door. No, it's like like a
1: cute picture. In theory, that looks like a lovely time. But don't tell me you don't have fucking cell service when you're literally posting from your cell phone.
0: A normal person looks at a photo and they say, Oh, nice photo. I look at a photo and I think, how did What did they do to get this photo? They propped the photo up against the wall. They made sure the light was coming in. They're both holding cards in their hand. Piper's looking down at her cards. Brendan's gazing up at her. What game are you playing? Is this, like, Go Fish, Rummy? Like, I don't, I don't actually believe they're actually playing. And then he's like, okay, we're taking the photo. And then you hear, mm-hmm. do, 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 like the yeah, countdown yeah. of your phone. And then they're like, okay, that one's good. And then they edit it and then they post it. All of this to say that you're not on your cell phone though.
1: It's just a lot
0: of effort. It's a lot
1: of effort on the phone. Yes, I agree. Um, also just like, why do you need to tell us this? That's nice if you want to guy if you guys are going on a little break together why do we need to know that you're, like, not on your phone? just don't be on your phone, actually. We'll
0: post this in the Facebook group, the Shoes All Batch Facebook mm-hmm. group, so you guys can see it, because I'm sure I'm going to get DMs asking about this photo. Um, so we'll post it there so you can see it. But, like, I think I'm more, my issue is slightly more about the photo versus them even telling us, which I know them telling us is, like, it's hilarious because it's such a contradiction. You're saying that you're just going to focus on each other. You're not going to focus on your phone while posting, but... The photo is so obviously staged and cheesy that it's like, it makes me uncomfortable. If Brendan had like taken a picture of his feet up or 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 a a fireplace or something and then just captioned it that, it would feel a little less cringy.
1: Totally. I I get what you're saying because this is so posed. This is like, let's literally take an hour of our time to like put on like a little outfit, get our cards out, and who is this for? Set up the self-timer. I don't know, them? We're talking about it.
0: Yeah, I mean, but, like, what did they think going into it? Like, they had, but, like, the conversation on their end. I feel
1: feel like they're really into, because they were so
2: villainized
1: Mm, in Paradise, I think they're really into, like, promoting how, like, loving and cute their relationship is to kind of, like, make it that it was worth it, you know?
0: It better be worth it. You lost, like, five million followers.
1: I know. That's a lot of money.
0: That's probably why they have to post to Instagram to let us know that they're turning off their cell service because they don't want to lose any more followers.
1: Right. So like just letting you guys know we're going to be off the grid for this weekend, but content will be back. I don't know. It's just fun fucking funny and stupid. It's like just you funny. Make this, you can't make this shit up. Like, this is literally like an SNL sketch.
0: It really is. And I want to know what card game they're playing because they're not playing one.
1: I, I think that's the answer. They're not playing a <laughs> card game. They are simply holding cards. Can we recreate
0: different. this photo, please? <laughs>
2: Can
1: we please? Yeah. For, in, in Rhode Island. <laughs> okay.
0: While we're watching Love Game Match on the laptop. Yes. In the hotel. We're also going to not play a card game, but we're going to hold cards. And then yeah. we're going to say, middle of the hotel room. <laughs> Shitty Wi Fi. No cell service,
1: <laughs> no television. No, no cell service, no television except for Love Game Match. Just us. Yes. And then so, I'll yeah. gaze at you
0: while you're looking down at your fake cards.
1: Yeah. Okay, perfect. Okay, great. I'll see you there. July 16th. Yes. We're really plugging Fotsfest Fest hard for on I mean, this episode, but yeah. it's important.
0: You guys need to know. Can't wait. This podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp. So some of you guys may know I struggle with anxiety and I've always wanted to try therapy and work through some of those issues that I have. But one of the main reasons why I've held off on moving forward was because the process of finding a therapist was just too overwhelming. I didn't even know where to start. So I ended up giving up before I even got very far in the process. And that's why I was really excited when I first heard about BetterHelp because they do all of the work for you in finding a great therapist. All you need to do is focus on working on bettering yourself.
1: BetterHelp is an online therapy service which offers professional, affordable, discreet, and convenient therapy in the comfort of your own home. So in less than 48 hours, BetterHelp can access your needs and match you with a licensed professional who can start helping you feel better. So whether It's just someone to talk to, or you have specific issues that you want to work on. They can help with a huge array of different types of issues and pair you with the right person for you. And the best part is you can do this all through a computer, tablet, or smartphone and speak to your therapist via video chat, phone, or text.
0: Which is such a game changer because, like, sometimes you don't want to go drive somewhere in person, especially during the pandemic, too. Or if, like, you, you just want to, like, Be in peace in your home if you're not feeling in the right mental space. You don't always necessarily want to go out and see people. So I love that about this service. So I actually tried BetterHelp, and I was so surprised by how quick the turnaround time was. And compare that to finding an in-person therapist, which was nearly impossible for me. So before I did BetterHelp, I actually was, like, wanting to go in person. And I struggled so badly. I called so many places that would not take me didn't take my insurance, wouldn't call me back. Like just so many places were not able to help me. And it was so upsetting because like their whole industry is supposed to be helping people and they truly weren't helping me. (laughs) The irony that the process of finding a therapist is stressful just really made me laugh. You don't need any more stress in your life and I certainly don't need any more stress in my life. So it's time to check out BetterHelp.
1: For sure. And it's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help line. It's professional therapy done securely online. And the service is available for clients worldwide. So visit BetterHelp.com and join the over 2 million people who have taken charge of their mental health with the help of an experienced professional. So we have a special offer for She's All Batch listeners. You can get 10% off your first month at BetterHelp.com slash All Batch. That's B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P slash A L L B A C H and start feeling better today.
0: Okay, we're going to kick off Bachelor Encounters. That's when you guys submit your stories of meeting Bachelor alum in the wild and we read it on air. So, what do we have today?
1: I don't know, Stephanie. You tell me. Right.
0: I have them, so I will tell you. (laughs) Hold on. This person writes Hi, I just want to say I absolutely love the podcast. Y'all are great. Thanks, babe. So i have two bachelor encounters my first ones with blake horseman back in october 2019 when he was like fresh in the spotlight i met blake at the grizzly rose which is a pretty small venue during a country concert in denver i'd walked by the vip section to go to the bathroom and there before me stood blake colton and chris bukowski blake saw me do a double take and he came over to the edge of the vip area and said hey And I was like, oh my lord, hello. And we talked about The Bachelorette a little bit and he asked if I wanted a picture with him so we got a shaky selfie. As you all know, Blake is a very sweet human so I was very surprised that with so much recent spotlight, he was still so nice and made the effort to come over to me. Throughout the night, Blake was attending to all of the other women who would come over to him, and Chris and Colton just kind of stood in the corner.
1: Okay. I mean, that does not surprise me that Blake was so nice. I feel like we say literally every single podcast how great he was to chat with when we interviewed him. Um, I've looked up the timing, though, of all of this, because his season of Bachelor in Paradise was that past summer and stopped airing September 17th, 2019. So then this is October, right after the whole shitstorm. Oh, wow. All of America hates him. Not really, but, you know. Um, So that, to me, is surprising that he was able to still be in such good spirits and be so nice, despite the fact that... I mean, we heard firsthand when we talked to him how dramatic that whole experience was. Wait, but
0: September, it stopped airing?
1: Yeah, it was like August to September. Because
0: I I feel like once it stopped airing, though, he had already... He got his side of the story out. So I think maybe that's why he was in better spirits.
1: True. That's a fair point. I feel like people were still kind of like half and half with him until he really was like getting out there, doing podcasts and telling his side. But I don't really remember. I was always kind of like pro-Blake. Oh, I was always pro Especially after he released the text and stuff. That's what I'm saying.
0: That's why I feel like a lot of people turn. Didn't he tell us on the interview, go back to episode 20, guys, of She's All Mm Batch, and he said that he, like, gained 200,000 followers in four hours or something. It's something crazy like that when he released the text messages. Like, everyone came back to Team Blake.
1: I can't imagine gaining that many followers in such a short period of time. Your phone must, like, combust slash, like, immediately go dead because, like, the battery is just, like, light, 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 light
0: oh my god for the love of god turn off your notifications i don't have any notifications on
1: okay well that's smart i'm not as popular (laughs) as you on instagram so i don't really ever think but i like the notifications it gives me a little shot of dopamine but that's what they want did you not watch that documentary oh no i watched i know it's horrible for my mental health yeah no i will not i mean
0: i'll go on instagram when i feel like you instagram doesn't tell me No Instagram
1: the thing is Instagram does tell me when I am supposed to drop everything and open the app.
0: So you were like the perfect example of like that documentary because they say that they do that (laughs) on purpose like oh Jackie hasn't been on Instagram in a while we're gonna send her a notification.
1: Yeah but but I feel like that never happens because I'm always on Instagram. I wake up in the morning turn on Instagram. That's true. They don't have to try
0: that hard to get you back. No.
1: But isn't that, like, I don't know how it worked when you were building She's All Batch, the Instagram account. Did you ever, like, get a shit ton of... I just can't imagine looking at your phone and and all of a sudden having so many notifications. So
0: I never had notifications on ever, but I would okay. look a lot. And in terms of gaining a lot in a short period of time, that happened quite a few times. And they okay. were always during like, ugh, I don't know if I want to go back into all this, but like, I remember the first time no, I, got I think to it's like, interesting. Yeah. Go ahead. The first time I got to like a thousand followers, I feel like I got almost 500 in like an hour. And I think it was because I put up a meme saying like, who's ready for the premiere that night. And I guess like, mm-hmm. I had spent time building up my account, but I was still not popular and that people were now looking for accounts to follow. So they found me. Right, and right. then it was my, it happened to be my birthday. This is weird because my birthday is in January and it was Colton's premiere. I'm actually going to confirm this. I'm pretty sure Colton premiered on January 7th. Colton bachelor season premiere date. I mean,
1: that sounds right. Unless this yeah.
0: story is like, no, not coming out, Colton.
1: <laughs> he has so many shows.
0: I don't know. Oh, yep, January 7th, ah, 2019. That was my birthday. And then all these people started following me that day. And yeah, like that would happen throughout the seasons when I'd have like a meme go viral.
1: Does it make you feel so good? I can't imagine the high <laughs> of getting like two thousand followers in in a few hours. I would feel like an invincible woman.
0: There was a period of time where I was I gained a thousand a day. That completely stopped. But That's like crazy. during Peter season and during Colton season, I gained a th- like and it was almost to the hour. It's weird because I would look obviously in the very beginning. I was like very much more invested in a following number. Mm-hmm. I don't care anymore. And um, around like three o'clock every day, like the number would go up to the, the next number. and That was just odd. Like, why was it so clockwork?
1: That's so cool, though. Did you ever watch, one more thing on this, then we can, like, move on. That, okay, did you ever watch Squid Game, that show that was, like, so popular on Netflix? No. I think it was, like, the most popular show on Netflix ever. Rega- I mean, doesn't matter. Basically, this show was, like, so popular, and it was, like, um, a Korean show, so it was popular all over the world, and the girl in Squid Game got, like, millions of followers in, like, ten minutes after Ooh. Squid Game premiered. I don't know. I just remember hearing that story, and I'm like, that's psychotic. Your phone, would I feel like, would combust and die.
0: Yeah, and, like, the instant, (laughs) like, everyone watching your every move is kind of scary, too. Well, yeah. Back to um, Blake. (laughs) I mean, I guess, like, that's pretty straightforward for Blake. He likes his attention from the ladies. He's a very Mm -hmm. sweet guy, and I'm not surprised. I am surprised that Chris Bukowski wasn't a little bit more flirty. I think he's
1: more low-key, though. Like, I feel like Blake's good at connecting with fans that he's like meeting for the first time when we met him for the first time and he I feel like we just like instantly connected although Chris Bukowski was like nice and he was great but I see him being more low-key and only like talking to his friends whereas like Blake is like for the fans
0: Blake is a social butterfly
1: a social butterfly that's what my dad
0: used to call me um are you
1: are you a social butterfly
0: I guess I am I mean that's what my dad called me. I'm I'm the opposite of a
1: social butterfly which is like an homebody antisocial caterpillar.
0: No. I mean, I I feel like I'm a mix of both it depends on the day. Yeah. Um for sure. Moving on, well so this person had two bachelor encounters, so this is her second one. Oh my god, it's about it's about Foster. We haven't had a Foster <gasps> mentioned. Oh,
1: I miss him. Um. I miss him in the sense of like his no, I miss him in the sense of like his presence on the podcast because we talked about him for a long time, then we became best friends, then we laid off him for a little bit, but I'm ready to Dive back in. Hopefully, this is a funny one. We'll see. Hopefully,
0: he has pistachios in his pocket.
1: Okay.
0: My second Bachelor encounter was at Friend of the Show, Ben Higgins (laughs) Bar in Denver at the Rebel Social. Unfortunately, that bar didn't survive COVID. The bar was super cute, and Ben did Bachelor Mondays, so they had Bachelor-themed drinks, and they played The Bachelor on the TVs. Each week, Ben invited a Bachelor alum to the bar, and during each commercial break, the guests would answer questions about The Bachelor as well as random get-to-know-you stuff. In January of 2020, my mom and I went to watch the first episode of Pilot Pete season, and the guest that week was Connor Saley from Hannah Brown season. Let me tell you, he was exactly what you would expect, the biggest frat boy you'd ever meet. He made his (laughs) voice all low and and stretched his words out, and I literally couldn't stand it. I mean, I I do think that's just how he talks. I don't think he's purposely trying to do that, but whatever. Hey guys, it's Connor S. Oh my God. I I can't. (laughs) He wasn't rude, but you could tell he was on an attention high, and felt like he was better than everyone else. I didn't get the chance to interact with Ben, because he was doing such a great job at running his bar. It wasn't a great experience, but it also (laughs) wasn't terrible. The best part of it was... My picture with Connor, as you know, he's very tall, but when you put him next to a woman who's 5'1", and a woman who's 5'2", he literally looks like the Jolly Green Giant.
1: Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Those are always funny pictures when you have like such a tall person and such a short person. I feel like I'm more fascinated by Fots Buzz Bar that unfortunately didn't make it through COVID. Because I'm <laughs> yeah. like, that's Fots Fest round two, people. We need to go to that place. But yeah. unfortunately, it's not there anymore. But it sounds right up our alley.
0: I mean... My husband was like, why aren't you inviting... You should invite some, like, alum to FOTSFest. Yeah. And I feel yeah. like Ben should go. I mean, it's Fots Fest; He should go. It's
1: FOTSFest. He's the original FOTSFest. But then no one's going to, like, care to, like, talk to us because they're going to be, like... they will be bigger celebrities. <laughs> yeah. Um, yes, that's possible. Oh, I mean, well, first off, I'm just so humbled and surprised at how many of you guys have expressed interest in coming to Fots Fest, which is just so amazing, and I'm so excited for it. But I- I'm, like... Would we get the same enthusiasm from, like, is Ben Higgins flying from Colorado to no. Rhode Island to come to Audrey's coffee shop with us? Actually, he's good friends with Jared and Ashley. I feel like he could make. He's, well, wait, it.
0: they sell generous coffee at Audrey's.
1: Oh wait, we should actually talk. And about we him. did a
0: giveaway with him. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah, yeah. Sometimes mm-hmm. our brainstorming happens live on the pod.
1: <laughs> yeah. I feel like if we could pitch it in that way, like we're bringing all these people to Audrey's where they serve literally your coffee, generous coffee, he might be more into doing something.
0: Okay. Interesting.
1: I'm right, okay. writing it okay. in we'll the put a old... we this, guys. Yeah. Manifest, manifest, manifest. We're putting it out into the universe. Ben Higgins is flying to Rhode Island yeah. to meet us. Little all of us.
0: But back to this Bachelor encounter. Yes. Okay. I don't want to make a rude comment. But... No,
1: make it, make it. We can always edit out.
0: Okay. I mean, out of anyone that I can ask a question to from Bachelor Nation, Connor, Sally's probably like in the bottom 2%.
1: I just think he's really cute, honestly, which is why I'd want to talk to him.
0: Okay, look at a picture of him though, because he's...
1: Yeah, <laughs> true. He doesn't really seem like he ha- it- he's like... He doesn't really seem like a conversationalist. That's what I'll say. You know, like I feel like on the show, he was always like cute and there... But it's, ne- it's never Connor S with like that witty one liner or like no. really being like a, a narrator of the season. You know, we have a lot of people like that who really are just like good personalities and they're not to say his personality is bad, but you know what I mean? He's just like, he's Connor S. He's Connor S. Shaka bra. But I still would want to meet him. I, think, I just think he's so cute. And I feel mm. like in real life, he's probably like fun and cool and normal. Just some of that doesn't translate well to TV. So
0: I guess, though, in Ben was hosting this, like, bachelor party. Yeah. And it's to for people to talk about the show. What the fuck would you ask Connor? I mean, I shouldn't say that because we have a lot of people that come <laughs> on like, our and show. And our next
1: guest on the podcast Connor. is Connor S.
0: Connor, if you're listening, we totally have so many questions for you. Just, like, completely ignore what I'm saying right well, now. Well,
1: here's, like, a secret into, like, Stephanie and Jackie's mastermind of giving amazing interviews Obviously, whenever we have someone on the podcast, we curate like our questions to them specifically in the questions that we have. But we also have a little bucket of like general contestant questions of just things we want to know about the process of the show in general. And I feel like Connor S. would get a lot of general contestant questions.
0: It's like, yeah, <laughs> you don't get a lot of time on one on one dates. Yeah. What's
1: it like on group dates? What's it like <laughs> yeah. on, in the mansion with all the guys? Yeah. The first
0: impression rose is just like so crazy.
1: it's like so crazy dude i don't
0: know (laughs) no i honestly i don't think we should you know i'm not gonna cut ties with connor s connor s
1: no we like him but we never said anything bad we're saying his voice we're speaking what do you mean we didn't say anything bad (laughs) we're speaking in his language to him oh yeah connor connor (laughs) and then like could you imagine if he talks back to us in that same way he's like stephanie Jackie." jackie
0: guys have me on the pod Okay. Moving on. Okay. (laughs) Okay. This is what I love about bachelor encounters is that when there is a bachelor encounter and then someone has a similar experience, like week after week, we get, Mm -hmm. you know, similar bachelor encounters. This is third week in a row. We have one about Chad. Okay. In the DMs.
1: Oh, my it's, God. Okay, it's so not, this is a pattern with yeah. Chad. He loves to slide in.
0: Okay. Loves sliding in. Get him some knee pads. This person says, <laughs> Chad followed my friend a while ago and then unfollowed her when she didn't follow back or interact with his DMs. She isn't... Wait, is that
1: not exactly what they said last time, yeah. too? This is like... Okay, anyway, continue.
0: <laughs> she isn't big on The Bachelor and didn't even know who he was. He was slash is private and so was
1: she at the time. Again... Are you sure this isn't the exact same Bachelor encounter? No,
0: it's a a different person.
1: (laughs) Okay, because I'm like 70. This is exactly the same. We already read this one. Yeah,
0: roll the clip Um, from last week. I promise this is a different person.
1: Okay, continue.
0: No, that's it. That's what I'm saying. This is not the same.
1: Oh, well, my reaction to this is this is exactly the same as the one that we got last week or the last episode that we did. I trust you that it is clearly (laughs) from a different person. And that's just wild. What a weirdo. No, no, I get it. It's... Yeah, but people who are private, you don't even know anything about them. But this it, is what we said last weird. week.
0: I'm like, because she goes, I wasn't sure if he, remember last week, she's like, I wasn't sure if he like, thought I was cute or trying to recruit me for his porn business. And I'm like, well, that's, it's either one or the other. Like, there's Yeah, but asking, you're going to
1: recruit people for a porn business and you don't even really see any of their pictures besides their little circle profile picture? That's yeah. the weird thing. I feel like he would need to vet what they look like to ask them to join the porn business. Right? Look.
0: I feel, and I'm not saying that this is what Chad does, but I think this is what people do, certain people do in general. I think people with the blue check mark think, I'm mm. going to friend these people. I mean, we know that that guy Christian, that shady guy, Christian. Yeah, yeah, true. Um, he would message people, and the, those girls that ended up hanging out with him even said, like, well, he was verified. Like, that's why they, like, yeah, responded. Yeah, no, the blue check
1: mark is appealing. So to I think maybe
0: the tactic here is, like, oh, like, she looks cute in that, like, Two centimeter profile picture. I'm gonna follow her. She's gonna see that I followed her. She's gonna follow me back, and then we could start talking. And when that didn't happen, he's like, "Well, it's almost like fishing. To be honest, like he's throwing his line yeah. out and seeing who bites. And if no one bites, you stop fishing that day.
1: Fish right. And else. then you unfollow because like that ratio, got to keep it
0: right. You can't. Good.
1: You can't be a bit like following. The, you can't be following the same amount of people that you have following you. But even if you don't have a good ratio, guys, it's still fine. Don't worry. We're not Instagram shaming here. But that's that's just a weird thing to hear that Chad does that. I don't really get... Why doesn't he go fishing with people on a public profile? Like, why, why is it always a private person? That's, to me, that's the weirdest part because you know nothing about them.
0: I guess if it's on a public, he's still doing the same method of trying to get someone's attention. Yeah, I
1: guess. But, like, on public, you can see just more of the person and get more of a sense of what they're like and... Could maybe have better odds fishing if you actually saw more of them because then you'd only reach out to the people that like maybe were more likely to respond to you he's maybe he's just know. not a good fisherman right he needs to like reevaluate his bait what, what are those things no what's a oh, fishing rod yeah <laughs> like, what is that thing called he needs to get a new one and get some new bait for his hook yeah Okay, well, I hope we get one every single week. That's literally word for word, this exact same (laughs) Next week, I'm like, I'm just gonna
0: like sneak this in and see if people realize that I'm reading the exact same one every week. (laughs) Okay, moving on. This one's about Caitlin and Sean, RIP.
1: Oh, okay.
0: Hi, Stephanie and Jackie, 2017, back to our encounter here. Nothing scandalous, but I thought I'd share anyway. Back when Sean and Caitlin were still together, I dragged my husband to their City Strong workout event in Philly. I remember when they used to do this. Everyone would work out together outside
1: for And fun. they only did, they did it in Philly or all over?
0: I don't, uh, I think they did it in okay. different places, all, but I remember City yeah. Strong, I remember that name. He was one of just a handful of guys there, so he was singled out a bit and asked to join Sean and Caitlin on stage for a workout challenge with a few other guys. Caitlin and Sean were both so fun, and the workout was surprisingly intense. Afterwards, we took pictures with them. Caitlin was nice but somewhat reserved towards us, which is totally fine, but Sean was surprisingly outgoing and friendly. He chatted a bit with us and even complimented my engagement ring and asked if my husband had picked it out who else would pick it out. I told him he had and Sean gave him big props for picking such a good one. Overall, a great experience and I wish them both the best. People that work out for fun scare me.
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I feel like I've gone I've gone on a fitness journey and I feel like I'm into working out now. But That's cool. <laughs> okay, <laughs> shut up. Um I think it's funny that he's like oh, the engagement ring, like weird. Like you picked that out because on The <laughs> Wait, Bachelor. Wait, Neil Lane
0: didn't just give you three options? That's what I was about to
1: say. Like he, he didn't pick out his like, engagement ring, really. Like Neil Lane showed up with three options in a little suitcase and probably Neil Lane picked it out. So it's just funny that he's like not putting two and two together that that's not how normal people get mm-hmm. engagement rings. No, so of course funny. normally they have to go pick it out and buy it with real money.
0: I know I had to actually <laughs> pay for this. My pet peeve, Chris Harrison used to do this all the time. Whenever it was a bachelorette season, and it's the after the final rose, and the girl would, like, show the ring, she'd show it to Chris, and Chris would act like it's, like, the first time he's seeing it, he's like, let me see, mm-hmm. let me see the ring. They'd zoom in, and he goes, hey, man, good job, brother, and he'd, like, compliment whoever, know, like Sean so or, or Jordan or whoever the guy was that got the ring, and I'm like... You showed him three rings that were probably at least 30 grand each.
1: Right. And they and did and not you do, didn't do have anything. have to pay for it. That's also, I think, part of the complimenting of the ring, too, is it's like, oh, wow, someone, like, worked and saved up and whatever for this beautiful ring. They didn't do any of that. It's yeah. literally just, here you go. They just pick, okay, this one's the biggest and the sparkliest.
0: Right. And, like, I think the show would be a lot different if you had to pay. Like, what if they're like, Neil will bring you the oh. ring, but you have to pay for it if you want to propose. I'm sure most guys would. Then, first of all, But then work... they'd have
1: to bring way smaller rings because, like, I don't think normal people can pay for those crazy rings. Okay, I don't know how then, much rings even cost, but, you know.
0: Yeah, but I feel like finances should be something that you discuss with a potential husband prior to getting engaged. Sure. And it's definitely yes. not something they're talking about in the fantasy suites so perhaps if you actually had to decide whether or not you can afford the ring it would set you up for some kind of like success
1: yes because i think i think sometimes people what especially once they get to the end there and then it's like okay do we get engaged or not get engaged it's like eh, well the ring's free like and there's more perks might as well just like get engaged but if you had to actually shell out money then you'd really only get people who were like serious about getting engaged
0: i would think that like no one in paradise would get engaged
1: yeah because everything
0: is just like we might as well. We we love each other. I feel like Lace and Grant like definitely did not want to get engaged. Yeah. It's like, well, let's try it. What do we have to right. lose? Literally right, nothing. Exactly.
1: It's like you can literally just give break back the up ring at any point and give back the ring. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So it seems like Sean is like fascinated that someone like picked out their <laughs> own ring, which is great. Um, okay. Last one. This person is her name's Elizabeth. She wanted to be named. Usually, like people don't say it anymore, and I just I just don't name anyone's names, but she specified, so I'm like. What up, Elizabeth? Thank you for submitting Bye, this. Hey, girls. I love the podcast. You guys are the perfect combo of Game of Roses and the ABC-owned podcast, and I love it.
1: I think that's, like, such a compliment. Oh, my God. Thank y'all.
0: Yeah. <laughs> right after JoJo's season, I saw her on the floor at a Taylor Swift concert in Fort Worth, and we are both huge Swifties. So is Jackie. She posted mm-hmm. that her and her best friend, Becca Tilly, were there, and the next day, I was pissed that I didn't see Becca.
1: Darn.
2: She was
0: in the (laughs) VIP seats tailor reserved for family and celebs and I guess some fans saw her and she left her friend and her nachos and came out and took a picture with and talked to every single one of us right until the show started. She was the nicest person and had no pores. We can attest to that because we saw her in person a few weeks ago and she has no pores.
1: She looks like a filter.
0: And she loved my outfit.
1: I mean JoJo's so sweet. Like literally what you see on TV was how it was in real life.
0: I can't believe she left her nachos, though. That's not something you do at a concert. Like, someone's gonna snipe those.
1: Yeah, it's and it's just, like, a little icky. Because then you go back to them, and they've been, like, sitting out, and you don't know if someone, like, touched <laughs> them, or... Yeah no protect those nachos girl. Yeah. Finish them before you go see your fans. <laughs> She's like hold on guys I'm gonna take photos in a second.
0: She's like stuffing her face. <laughs>
1: With also, nachos. How does Taylor Swift
0: like let you know that she has a like ticket like how does that work?
1: Oh there's like a whole thing. So Taylor is known for like reaching out to people secretly and like getting them involved in events and I feel like for concerts, they do that, too. I think Taylor's mom, like, walks around and plucks people out of the audience and is like, hey, you guys get to go to the special suite. Wow. You
0: have so much Taylor information. <laughs> I
1: know. Well, my other close friends have a Taylor Swift podcast. Check them out. Swifter Than Fiction. Um, so I learned from them. But I feel like in JoJo's case, though, she probably just got tickets from, like, I don't know, her PR person
0: yeah i guess when you have a manager the manager can con- contact like taylor's manager and be like hey jojo wants to come and eat nachos and listen to taylor swift and then they yeah her. and
1: then they they give it to her yeah so i feel like it, that's a little different but taylor is known for like secretly reaching out to people to do she invites people to her house to listen yeah. to the album ahead of time so anyway
0: it's cool and that's all the bachelor encounters we have for this week if you have a bachelor encounter you want to submit dm me at she's all batch and we may read it next week
1: all right, guys. So I am here with Ivan. He is from Claire Tayshia season, which we like to call Clacia season um, and also Bachelor in Paradise. Hi, Ivan. Thank you so much for coming on She's All Batch.
3: Thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here.
1: Yay. Um, OK, well, so first I have a question. I couldn't remember the answer to this when you were on mm. Tayshia season. Were you on Claire season prior or were you one of the guys that they brought on when they made Taisha the bachelorette after all the Claire stuff?
3: No, I was uh, on prior, so I was on from the start with Claire actually.
1: Okay, I have so many questions about that because you <laughs> guys had, well, because you guys had, had you started filming before the lockdown in the pandemic and then had to start over, or walk me through that, like how that all worked? Because I have a conspiracy theory on yeah, this. Yeah, no, <laughs> it
3: was it was actually crazy because it was March 2020, I guess. Yeah. And we flew out there. We were like had to like be in a hotel room for like four or five days. And mm-hmm. then the day we were supposed to go to the mansion and, you know, do the first meeting and whatever, mm-hmm. um, is when they like delayed it two more days. Cause of the because co- they said the COVID situation is getting crazy. Right. And then two days from there, um, or maybe a day later, they were like, yeah, we're sending everybody home. And I was okay. like, oh boy. And like, we're like kind of locked up, no phone, anything. So it's like, right. I didn't f- fully understand how much, how crazy it had gotten in the real world. Uh, yeah. but yeah, came home to like, just utter madness, of course. And then we went into lockdown, not knowing if I was going to come back at all. Um, And then a few months later, like June, July, they start reaching back out and uh, fly back out. Um, And that's when we're in the bubble and that whole um, stuff starts again. So
1: Okay, yeah. got it. So you guys did not film night one before the sh- shutdown with the pandemic and when you guys then started doing no, it in the bubble.
3: No, we were, okay. we were as close as you could have gotten though. Like it was, I, it was crazy. I have
1: a conspiracy theory that like you guys actually did night one and that's when Claire met Dale and that's why she had <laughs> such a strong feel like feeling towards him and then i was like oh and they were talking the whole time and blah 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 uh, okay conspiracy theory debunked i guess mm-hmm. but um so you <laughs> did you think you were going to go back on the show when that happened or was it just also up in the air
3: it was also up in the air honestly like um like in my head i i um i was like yeah they're probably not gonna invite me back i was like 28 she's right. you know, much older and stuff true and, Good point. um so yeah so i was like okay we'll, we'll see how this goes uh, yeah. But a lot of the cast was super young, actually, especially that first round. Um, so mm-hmm. I was like, OK, maybe we'll see. And then uh, I just didn't bank on it really. And with COVID and everything, we didn't even know the, sh- the show was going to happen. So right. Uh, but when they started reaching out to me, I was like, oh, I guess this is happening.
1: Right. Um, and it did. Yeah. Cool. So how did you feel about Claire being the bachelorette? When did you find out that she was your bachelorette? And like, how did you feel about it?
3: Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I was already casted prior to them um selecting claire because they okay. had they had us like i remember they had me record myself reacting to the announcement on good morning america um, oh okay yeah and uh I mean, it was like one of those things like, like of course she's beautiful um mm-hmm. and all that um the age of course sticks out like it would to anybody else i was 28 she was 38 39 right uh but like i, I told them i was just like i have dated you know women's of all races ages mm-hmm. um and you never know what could happen granted like I do know the percent chance is probably a little bit lower but, right. uh, and it's yeah. an experience. So it's like, well, might as well, let's see what happens. Um,
1: Did you guys have a connection yeah. at all or really spend much uh, time together? No,
3: no okay. not much, not much of a romantic connection at all, but like every time I talked to her, she, um, she was very nice. Um, mm-hmm. I liked her in that respect. Um, yeah. She had to go okay. through a lot. So yeah. Um, yeah. She definitely gets dragged under the bus a lot. I feel like for, how things went but i I have no ill will i mean we are
1: huge like claire supporters on this podcast like we fucking love her um but yes i agree people um are pretty harsh on her (laughs)
3: yeah
1: how was that seeing everything go down with dale like were you guys aware of the extent of like her feelings towards him or like what was actually going on or how was that
3: yeah no i mean I mean, definitely he felt like a front runner. He got the first impression rose. Mm -hmm. Uh, He has like a presence about him. He was already like, you know, kind of famous before the show too. So knew how to like operate around cameras a little bit better. I felt like than us. Um, And then, yeah. And then just like, I don't know. Just the things you heard from guys on group dates, how he, he got like to spend an hour with her. The other guys got like five minutes each. You're just like, Oh, (laughs) he's definitely like way out ahead of us for sure. Did any of
1: you guys think they would like stop the show and bring in a new bachelorette? Oh my
3: God. No. Zero clues, zero clues. I think there were 16 of us when they stopped the show. So that's very early on, still 16 guys. Um, Yeah, we didn't know what was going on. I remember Chris Harrison came in the room and pulled out Dale specifically, and they just (laughs) left us on the edge. We were like, where is he going? Like, he just had whatever, all this time with Claire multiple times. So we were like, oh, he's going with Claire, I guess. And we didn't know what was going to happen. I I honestly thought they were just going to send us home. But then they said trust us, uh, we've got something good in store. And then that's mm-hmm. when our minds just started running wild, like, oh, are we gonna shoot paradise now? Are we gonna oh get my a new god? Could you imagine? Yeah, there's like all kinds of because we're literally there just trying to think about what's gonna happen nonstop. So we just came up with everything. It was just pretty funny.
1: Yeah, no, that is crazy. I just can't imagine being like in that's because everyone always says like you know it's pretty obvious early on who the front runners are and who the lead likes but to mm-hmm. have a situation like that where all of a sudden they're like mm, we're stopping the show <laughs> yeah. um how did you feel when Tasha was brought in obviously you had a much stronger connection with her and like went much further in the show when she was the lead
3: mm-hmm.
1: what what was your reaction what were the other guys reactions when they brought in Taysha instead of claire
3: yeah I, I know my reaction i was just uh ecstatic honestly it was like a new beginning um, I didn't know much about her at all. I do remember she was like kind of being considered to be the Bachelorette, so I have seen her before.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, She's definitely more my type, I would say. Um, and she brought like a really good energy when she first walked in the room. And I think we definitely needed that, like a new, just good energy, because the guys were just like, ah, this has been a, a rough go of it so far, but we'll see. Um, but you know, I, th- I think overall, the guys were pretty happy um, with the switch though, for sure.
1: That's what I was going to say, because I remember... Was it Blake? Katie Thurston's Blake that ended up leaving the show because he was, like, invested in... No, he stayed. Who who stayed uh, because they were liking Claire?
3: Jason Foster is the one who ended up leaving. Right. Uh, He left the show because he still had feelings for Claire. He had, like, a one-on-one with Claire. And just didn't want to do the turnaround, really. So... Yeah. um, But, yeah. So would you say the majority of the guys
1: felt that they were excited when Taysha came on to be the lead.
3: Yeah, for sure. For sure. I think, I think everybody was also just happy to like try it over again. Like not often do you get, you know, two bachelorettes, I guess, you know, you get kind of two tries at it. I feel for like, sure. So, so, yeah. yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah, that makes sense. I need to ask you about a date that you went on with Taysha, where the date was the floor is lava. Yeah. What <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Um, we, me and Stephanie, like always laugh about it because we're like, what a ridiculous, like especially when you think about all of the one-on-one dates you could possibly get in Bachelor World, yeah. and it's like, okay, we're going from like flying on helicopters and travel, and obviously you guys couldn't travel that season, but yeah. it's like, and this date is, we're playing the floor is lava. No, was that for, your idea? Was that whose idea
3: was no, that? No, no, it wasn't my idea. But I will say, I do think they kind of catered that to Tasha and myself because we did have a conversation where we were talking about how we both just like playing games at home with friends yeah. and stuff and staying in, and then. Like a day or two later, they, I had a one-on-one with Taysha where we kind of just did that. But uh, yeah, Flores Lava was funny. It was like a great like icebreaker real quick. That was the thing we did off the bat. <laughs> and then, but it was, that was honestly such a fun date though overall. So you guys
1: liked it. You liked the Flores Lava one-on-one. We day. had a
3: lot of fun. Okay. Uh, we had a lot of fun. We just had our wine bottle there and it was just good vibes and uh, a good time really. That was a uh, great one-on-one date, honestly. All, it, it had like all the, uh, everything you could really ask for. It was It was a good time for us.
1: Yeah. Do you wish that you had an opportunity to do it in a situation where obviously you weren't in a pandemic bubble and you guys actually could travel? And into- I feel like they should redo now that Tisha's single, like a redo a tasha season or, you know, give these seasons another opportunity. Cause it just feels like it was like,
3: yeah, not as good. Yeah. Yeah. No, definitely wish we could have traveled. Cause I mean, especially for yeah. myself, like I made it pretty far. I would have gone to every single location. Right, exactly. So like definitely big missed opportunities there. Yeah. But- At the end of the day, like it was the middle of, you know, the pandemic and everything. So we were at least fortunate enough to just have that experience. So that's kind of the way I look at it. So um, it was fun. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the amount of things that I never thought I would do, especially during that time, just were insane. So it it was a good time.
1: Yeah. I kind of want to jump a little bit to Paradise. Okay. You, you started off dating Jesenia. You guys had a strong connection right mm-hmm. off the bat. Did you guys talk at all beforehand or was that like an organic meeting or what, how did that kind of
3: yeah, come to be? be? Yeah, myself and Because I feel like you
1: guys right off the bat, right? As soon as the show started, you guys like were a couple.
3: Yeah, no, yeah. Myself and Justenia we never talked before uh, Paradise at all. Um, we didn't follow each other or anything, so um, yeah. That's why I was, I think we kind of, she was really direct with me. Um, I remember mm-hmm. like the first day she was like, yeah, I'm interested in getting to know you. You were like a guy on my list or whatever. I was like, oh, yeah. well, I, I had zero clue. Cause you know, most other girls who were like interested in me, like hit me up before paradise and um, it's some way or another. So, um, okay. and, I, and she never did. So I was like, Oh, so that's, that's cool. And, and she was of course, beautiful and all that stuff. And, you know, gave it a run.
1: Right. Of course, like I know, everyone kind of DMs a little bit before. How many people who were on the show would you say DM'd you before? You don't have to name names, but I'm just curious, like how prevalent it is.
3: It was a, it was quite a bit, but a lot of it wasn't just like it's not like a directly like they're hitting on I me. Mean, it's just like they're just being nice, so I'll, just you know, trying, yeah, yeah. True. But um, no, it, it was quite a bit, and um, oh my gosh, yeah, it was a lot, because uh, especially during my season, like um some of the older cast members were hitting me up during that season because they were watching it as it went, but it was in the mm-hmm. double digits for sure. Definitely a lot. Um, yeah, that was one thing I was very scared about like DMing these girls first. Cause I know everybody talks. I right. think I, I don't know. I don't even think I DM one person first. It was always them starting it. Cause I just didn't want to get, get caught up, but. <laughs> no, <laughs> I get it is, that. Yeah.
1: It's like, it's very messy. <laughs> and it's like, they pick some people, they let it slide. Some people they can like,
3: yeah, destroy for exactly. doing that ahead of time. I, d- I did uh, manage to actually. We took one uh trip to New York, um, and we did meet a few quite a few of the girls from Matt's season on that trip. Though. Oh, okay. Um, so I was a, that was actually the start of a lot of different things that ended up developing later on.
1: Yeah, well, so you, I want to talk about the whole like Alexa situation mm-hmm. where you guys. Walk, walk me through that from your perspective of what happened. And then I have questions.
3: Okay. <laughs> so, so <clears throat> for the Alexa situation,
1: yes. basically
3: um, going into paradise, she was somebody um, who I talked to a little bit before the show. Um, and I was very interested in her. You kind of, they always ask you like who you're interested in. And mm-hmm. she was like my top person I was interested in, okay. in at paradise. So, and I knew she had interest in myself and she was going to be there um we didn't have like a relationship at all we talked on the phone maybe like three times before paradise and yeah uh, pretty much and then I get there and of course like I'm like the second guy on the beach I and you know of course she just never showed up (laughs) and I I went through I don't know I probably dated like two or three girls out there I think I made out with like five different girls
1: did production know that you were interested in Alexa the most did you guys talk about uh, yeah.
3: that? Yeah, okay. There was even, um, even like when I, when I first meet Abigail and Grocery Store Joe, or Joe, I should say, on yeah. the beach first. Um, I remember they asked me, and I said her name.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Um, I said I said her name, and uh, I think Serena P too, just because I knew she'd be out there. Okay. Um, so that's that's like yeah, that was like since day one. I said I told them the producers knew everybody knew. So it was kind of, so it was kind of weird because like I had gone through a lot, and then like the rose ceremony was coming up um there's tropical storm coming so we had to go like to this other hotel and then I honestly felt like I had nothing to lose like I was just like well my time here's up I'm gonna be gone by tomorrow at this rose ceremony because I'm not going to talk to anybody and then um Noah's my roommate so we're just like kicking he's one of my best friends out there so we're just kicking it he's kind of putting ideas in my head I feel like (laughs) and uh and then basically the produce there's like producers in and out checking in on you Mm -hmm. and then one of the producers um I really, I don't even know whatever happened with her. I hope she never got in trouble for it or I don't know how it all came about, but yeah, she just like was in our room hanging out with us. She left the room. Uh, Noah and I were like, we jumped up out of our bed and just like looked at each other. Like, did she just leave her phone right there? Like in the corner of the room on on the couch, she was on the chair she was sitting on. Mm -hmm. And then we like jump out of bed and sure enough, her phone's there and it was unlocked. Didn't have to swipe up. Didn't have to scroll, do anything. It was iPhone just unlocked. And then it was on the list of names. It was like an Excel spreadsheet type thing, list of names and room numbers of everybody that was at the hotel. So, of course, like we're looking at it, like me you and know, we are looking yeah. at this together. And he could verify everything I'm saying right now. But we see Alexa's name on there and her room number. And I was just like, Oh my God. <laughs> like so at that point, I was a little bit frustrated because I was like, She's been here. Y'all know she was my top pick. I'm over here just struggling at the beach. And I was like, all right. <laughs> so I don't, and I don't know at what point when I decided I did, wanted to actually go over there, but her room wasn't that far. It was like two floors up. I knew mm-hmm. where the stairs were. And again, like I was like, I'm like, I have no ties at the beach. I'm just going to go see her. No, so absolutely.
1: I, over- I think that makes perfect sense. I, anyway, <laughs> continue. Sorry. I yeah, so it was,
3: yeah, it was funny. So like around like midnight ish or 11, something like that. I like put on a black hat put on a mask Got into a disguise uh, Yeah, yes. super incognito me and Noah like left the door barely cracked so i could get back <laughs> like, mm-hmm. and i just like ran over there real quick and then uh we just like hung out like that was that was really it we just had a good time we just like uh literally hung out on her balcony uh, for a few hours and and that was about it then i went back to my room and yeah
1: and the rest and the, yeah is history. The,
3: the rest of the day it was just just ended up getting extremely crazy but yeah
1: yeah, no, okay. I have so Well, first off, I have so many questions. First, do you think that that was purposeful that the producer left their phone cuz no one in the world has a phone that doesn't have a password or like a lock on it where they do face ID or something.
3: Yeah, cuz it was it was just left there I don't know anyone
1: else. in the world who has who keeps yeah, their I, phone unlocked like that.
3: Yeah, I don't I don't know how much of it was like purposeful like on her behalf or maybe some people think it was like this bigger scheme, but I don't know mm-hmm. if there was any much of that. I I think it was kind of Personally, and I never talked to her since then, but um, I'm wondering if she was just trying to let me know, like, hey, there's still something to look forward to here, but didn't expect me to actually do anything. That's what I'm assuming right. was kind of happening. Uh, okay, let that me could, tell you without telling be. you. Yeah, that's what I. That's what I. That's what I. I would guess, but. Uh, but then I'm
1: like, at what point are they gonna bring Alexa down? Because you were about to go home, like you didn't have like a rose more or less for the next rose ceremony. Yeah. And that's, does that frustrate you? Cause it's like, if they say the show is about finding love connections, they know you're interested in her. Why are they going to let you go home without meeting her?
3: Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty funny. Cause it's, I mean, the show's about, a lot of different things entertainment sure. love yes everything, yes, yes. everything mm-hmm, else mm-hmm. so i mean know, i there's... don't actually
1: think it's about love <laughs> but i want to put that out <laughs> there yeah, right there, now a... but um yeah, there... the facade that they yeah. present and then all the backlash that they were kind of giving you in the scenes to follow after all of this was because you weren't following the process and it's like well yeah. what is that is the process not to it
3: is, yeah no it's it's pretty funny yeah. to me though and definitely contradictory because like i've heard several times like wells who's the host he's like mm-hmm. guys remember there are no rules out here. Then as like, I'm about to leave. he's Right. Like, and then all of a sudden there's a I wall. even broke the rules. So. <laughs> but I did totally. like, a, yeah, but like, I, I did feel bad to a certain degree though. Cause um, one thing when you do, whenever you sign up for these shows is that you allow yourself to be taped doing everything. So yeah. like I did get like their, their frustrations. Um, when it comes to that, like I didn't let them tape, you know, my meeting her, but you know, yeah, no, if I was sent home and then she came out later, that would have definitely like pissed me off. I didn't know what the plan was, you know, the, mm-hmm. honestly, like, you know, a lot of, a lot of things are, can happen. Like who knows how I would have been able to stay there. Um, they invented random roses. Like you That's never know. True. You, no, you never, right. yeah, exactly. So I don't know how it would have happened. Maybe they were just, maybe there was me, a plan for you. Maybe there was, I still today don't know, or maybe I'm right. supposed to leave. I, I you know, you will never know at this point. Cause yeah, all hell broke loose the next day though
1: yeah I'm trying to so I'm trying to remember because after that then you had all these scenes I remember a scene specifically of like you sitting down with Wells and like having this conversation of like I did this thing and it's so dramatic and it's oh Ivan broke the rules how were those conversations like brought to fruition oh yeah
3: (laughs) yeah that's kind of funny because we made it through the whole day then at the rose ceremony Wells all all of a sudden says he has to make an announcement Mm -hmm. um and then he like just calls me out and pulls me to talk to me aside. And at that point, I'm just like, okay, they found out that I like snuck up. Well, cause house. I was
1: going to say, did you think you got away with it when you were at the hotel? Like you yes. got, you got back. Yeah. Cause in nobody, nobody,
3: yeah. Nobody okay. spotted me. Um, so I did, I did think I got away with it. There's weren't cameras in the hallways or anything like right. that. Um, and so then you guys got, go back to yeah, the yeah, and okay. Yeah. Noah was the only one who actually knew I went out my room. Cause I didn't mm-hmm. say anything else. Cause I had a mic on all day. So I didn't tell any other guys or anything
1: yeah
3: um smart so yeah yeah so and then and then he's like is there anything you want to come clean on so at that point I'm like all right I it like you know and, yeah. and whenever you make a quote-unquote mistake it's like I don't know I didn't, I didn't want to start like just being defensive I just wanted to come clean and be like apologetic because yeah. like I did get like they want to record it and I just it wasn't part of their plan and whatnot so um, that's what I was trying to do. I was being definitely very dramatic. Um, it was <laughs> like those, those road ceremonies are always like four or 5am. So I'm just like, what is happening right now? And then, yeah. then I'm like contemplating like, oh, I don't know, just, just everything that's going on. What happened to Alexa? Um, is she having to deal with this too? Like, I, I just didn't know what was about to happen at all. But, um, but yeah, it was crazy.
1: Yeah. So then you talk to Wells and then basically you go home where the, whose decision was it for you to like, was that you being like, oh, I broke the rules. I need to go home. Or were, were other people telling you, I haven't, you broke the rules. You need to go home.
3: Yeah. Nobody actually. And that's the thing. Cause like a lot of people were like, you got kicked off paradise or whatever. I was like, I never actually did. I like made the decision to go home. It was definitely a situation where, um, I think they, if I didn't make that decision to go home and I wanted to stay, mm-hmm. I, they probably would have been like, Hey, you should probably, it's probably your time, but nobody actually ever yeah. told me to like leave, uh, but at that point though, I was definitely like ready. Like at this point, like this has just been craziness. Like I'm going to go. And, um and even before that rose ceremony, before I knew that they were going to uh, that, uh, you know, I was going to have that talk with Wells. I was going to leave no matter what. Like I wasn't like, if somebody tried to give me a rose, I wasn't even going to keep it from whoever it was. Like I was going to go home no matter what that night I made up my mind. I even told a few of the guys that before the rose ceremony, I was, I was like, yeah, guys, I'm done. Like I'm done. Yeah. So I told Riley that I told Damar knew that Noah knew that. So um so everybody knew that i was gonna leave but then they brought up that whole situation and that kind of just like laid it up
1: well because were you confident at that point that like alexa was not going to be brought on the beach at all
3: i had no clue because at the start of the cocktail party i had no clue if they were going to randomly bring her down
1: yeah and and then
3: (laughs) if they really wanted to mess with us that would have been pretty funny because i don't know how we would have like or like I if know, you decide we,
1: to leave, you go back to the hotel and then she comes down to the beach and like the cars <laughs> drive by, like, and you just miss each other. They, they would do something like that yeah. though, wouldn't they? Like that would be great TV.
3: <laughs> that would be, that would be. But yeah, no, yeah. I had no clue because we had such random things happening all summer. Like, I don't know, Becca came in at a random cocktail right. party. Um, you know, Lil John gave Natasha a rose. Like I was just wondering, I was just hoping for like some sort of miracle to happen basically. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by the end of the day, really, is when I started realizing, I was like, yep, I'm done, guys. I'm, I'm out of here.
1: It's just such a bummer to me that they, they made you feel like you had to leave because I, like Wells was saying, there are no rules. I don't think you did anything wrong. But I do think they get very – and this is just me as, like, a viewer mm-hmm. and someone who's been interviewing all these people. So I hear, like, little bits and sure. things. I feel like they get very frustrated when people take – Matters into their own hands and try to, like, they're like, no, we're the puppet masters, like, we're the producers, like, you can't go produce something yourself. And that's not a question. You don't have to comment on that if you don't want to, but that's just a thought that I have about it that when someone else does something, they get like the whole Brendan and Piper thing with the followers. Like, I think if you're openly trying to manipulate a situation or concoct a situation, Mm -hmm. they will like throw it back in your face and be like, don't try to do this. Like, this is our job. Like, we do that.
3: Yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, I, I definitely agree with that. It's uh, they have a tricky it's, job. It's a, they have a. It's a tricky, tricky job. thing yeah. that you
1: guys sign up for. It's absolutely insane. Um, but I guess the perks are worth it. Um, no, for sure, know.
3: for sure. Yeah, I, I have zero regrets when it comes to any of it. And, um, I have to talk to like all those producers. I, I, like a lot of them too, honestly. And totally. Um, but yeah, people like really like to rag on them too, but um, even like ex cast members and whatnot, but um they're just doing a job at the end of the day um i think totally. i think we sometimes like have these unrealistic expectations and like just expect everything to be held uh given to us i feel like as cast members so i don't really have those expectations on the producers i just see them doing their job and mm-hmm. um they're pretty good at it so
1: no yeah. you're right did so <laughs> did, did you talk to alexa after the whole paradise situation oh, yeah or
3: oh, oh definitely yeah as soon as yeah because we each got our phones. she left too um they okay. I, they actually asked her if she still wanted to stay um but she was like so maybe they well,
1: were gonna bring her down to the yeah. beach
3: well at that point that she knew i left so she's like if i not there i'm not gonna go right um so she ended up leaving and then, like we got our phones i think we got our text off and then
2: mm-hmm. when we got
3: back to the states maybe is when we actually had our whole conversation about the whole thing um so so yeah it was crazy it was crazy so is there
1: anything there are you a single man or what ended up happening with that
3: oh with her um it was more so on me where i was like uh honestly so much craziness happened out there in general that i kind of just wanted to get away from everything and just like get back home and like get into my normal routine so i was i just didn't even want to be reminded of the situation so before yeah so me and her like hung out it was a great night but i was just like all right i just don't even feel like thinking about anything bachelor of paradise you know some people were just like hey um you know for pr sake you should probably try to get back with her. i'm like i'm not going to do that unless i like really really want to i don't want to do it for that reason Um, right. but like even today like i'm still i'm still good friends with her she's um uh, she's great so uh, we never took it past anything we haven't even seen each other um and i have a girlfriend now anyway so it's uh, oh, okay every, yeah Congrats. everything works out no i appreciate it thank you very much yeah. so yeah everything works out at the end of the day so it's uh it was right. crazy but it happened the way it happened yeah
1: so that means we will not be seeing you on the beach in paradise for round two because you know no a
3: girlfriend. no unless okay. it was to make a brief cameo appearance not looking for love this this summer at paradise um, well that's a bummer i'm sure of i'm course, sure if i love I, you back <laughs> no i appreciate it yeah i'm sure if i uh if i was single they would want me back um, kind of you know for certain things but totally um, no yeah i'm i'm, I'm I'm done. Um, when it, I don't really want to do any more dating shows at all. Like, oh, that's
1: was going to be my next question. I'm like, are you a retired reality TV star or like, what does your life look like now after the whole whirlwind of like being a key player on a bachelorette season mm-hmm. and then having all these storylines in paradise. And now you come back to yeah, the I United mean, States and
3: what's Yeah. Like? I mean like just last week I did the bachelor live on stage tour.
1: Oh, that's um, right.
3: Yeah. So that was a lot of fun. That's still, you know, um, a lot of fans still definitely have love for me so i I really appreciate that that was exciting that was fun that was different yeah just like being being able to be on tv and then do this tour and all the other types of things now that i'm doing with like influencing and stuff has just been great honestly i i still work my full-time engineering job um okay so yeah so i've I've always had the same job um but it's i just have a lot of other perks basically now like traveling free Mm -hmm. stuff you know paid partnership posts and all that kind of stuff like it's uh interesting but very fun fun time for me right now honestly and then in dallas there's really um i don't know it's it's a big city but it's also a small enough city to where like a lot of people here still know me it's not like it's a chicago or new york where you kind of just get lost um so yeah yeah so i just I, i just love being here in dallas downtown area and just it's all it's all love around here so it's uh it's nice it's nice ever since i've been off the show really so
1: Well, that's awesome. See, it it all works out, I guess, at the end of the day. Is there anything else you want to plug or talk about um, before you go? Are you still in Bachelor Live or you just did that for a week?
3: Or are you still doing more shows? no each so the the whole tour just ended actually um i oh, had to okay. do a week yeah each guy did like one week of shows roughly i went uh, to see
1: it actually in morristown so i had rodney as my bachelor. rodney okay cool yeah um interesting show very weird thing, oh i
3: did it it's what's funny is i didn't actually really know what i was gonna have to do at all until i yeah i got like the day that i got there is when they like ran me through the whole show and they were like you know, telling me I had to do a fake orgasm, I need to learn this song. I was like,
1: Yes. Yeah.
3: Right, so yes, yes. <laughs> so it, it was it's a, all it very
1: was... <laughs> I, I actually had a whole part of a previous podcast where I like did a whole breakdown and review of okay. like what oh, you okay, expect good. when you go see this show. It's yeah. wild, but I still had a fun time. It was like a nice night out with friends. So no, yeah.
3: No, I totally agree. That and that's that was the good thing for all of us too. Is like no matter what, everybody we, we got laughs every night and it was always yeah. fun. Like if you just totally. kind of just if you kind of lean laugh in, at yourself, you have to lean yeah, you, in. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Have to <laughs> lean in. Had to take a few shots before every show and just send it. Yeah. <laughs> it, was a, it was a good time. Totally. Though, yeah,
1: yeah. Totally. Well, that's awesome. Well, I really appreciate you taking the time. I feel like this actually was such a juicy interview with a lot of stuff, um, about all the paradise stuff. I had so many questions, so I'm glad we got to talk about that. Um, and I really
3: like appreciate you taking
1: the time. Thank you
0: so of much. Course. Thank you so yeah. much for
3: having me. It was very nice to meet you
1: and that's
0: our show thank you guys so much for listening sorry my voice is still hoarse but hopefully next (laughs) week it will be more back to normal be sure to write us five stars on apple or spotify or wherever you're
1: listening and write us such a nice review yes please do that and join our facebook group we love interacting with you guys there we do like polls sharing of news in real time and people are coordinating to go to thoughts fest which is going to be happening july 16th at audrey's coffee shop um, so if you want to like coordinate with other cool people who listen to She's All Batch and go together, uh, join the Facebook group because people are already organizing, which is so exciting. And then that brings me to my second reminder of FOTS Fest 2022, the first ever annual FOTS <laughs> Fest. The first annual FOTS Fest. <laughs> so Stephanie and I are going to Audrey's Coffee Shop July 16th, and we want to meet you. Jared technically knows we're coming because I emailed him, <laughs> but he did not respond. So this is going to be... That's a bit on in a you shock for Audrey's, but sounds like a them problem. They should yeah. respond to my email because we wanted to collab, but we're going he, anyway.
0: He was probably busy like feeding Dawson, Dimitri, Brady, Haven like a biscuit.
1: I understand that he's busy and he also works at the coffee shop, but like he, it's just gonna be like jokes on him when all the thoughts show up at Audrey's <laughs> and they don't have enough generous coffee. They don't have enough.
0: What are we thinking? (laughs) We're gonna pack out Audrey's? I'm picturing like three people.
1: No, there's already so many people in the Facebook group saying they're coming. So it's definitely gonna be more than three people. So check it out. Make plans. Join the Facebook group and coordinate so we can all go.
0: And, like, I I want people to know Fest isn't just, like, at Audrey's. So if you're unable to come for a certain part, we're going to be there that night, and we're going to be going out at night. So at any point, if you guys want to meet up, we're going to be around. So just hit up the Facebook group, and we'll let you know our whereabouts.
1: Totally. Yeah, that, like, Newport, Rhode Island area, because I think Audrey's is about 10, 15 minutes from there. I don't really know the area that well, but Stephanie went once, so she knows more than me.
0: So I'm basically, like, a tour guide. (laughs) So you're
1: basically a Rhode Island expert.
0: Um, We haven't done shout-out of the week, and shout-out of the week actually goes to my friend, Karen. She is my sister's best friend. When we were on the bachelorette party in Nashville the other week, I found out she was a FOTS, and I didn't know that, and I actually sent Jackie a video. So all of a sudden, she starts, like, rattling off, like, she's all batch jokes, and, like knows all about it. She's like, oh, yeah, wet blanket energy and pistachios and Fotspa. And I'm like, what? I had no clue. She listened to the show. And she's like, I literally listen every week. So shout out to you, Karen. That is so cool. And like, she's so funny and cool that like, I feel like when someone funny thinks you're funny, you're funny, you know?
1: Yeah, that's how you know. You're really funny. That's how you know. Oh, that's so sweet. It's just crazy to me that you didn't know she was listening this whole time.
0: No, I, I mean, she lives in Florida now, so it's not like I'm, like, seeing yeah. her all the time, but, like, I never knew prior. She one time yeah. randomly texted me about Matt James's thumbs, but I thought it was a coincidence.
1: That's so funny.
0: <laughs> but now I realize it's because she probably heard that episode and yeah. was commenting about it. Um, oh, that's so funny. But anyways, be sure to check out this week's sponsor betterhelp.com/allbatch. That's B E T T E R H E L P.com/A L L B A C H. It's
1: literally as a spelling bee. Yeah. <laughs> like it's stressful. Okay, and get
0: 10% off your services and start feeling better today.
1: Yeah, I mean, we're both active therapy goers. I love therapy. So, you should do it too yeah and follow us follow stephanie at she's all bash on all platforms follow me at jackie underscore on all platforms and i think that's it
0: bye bitches oh my god my voice is so hoarse i'm sorry guys Sorry. <laughs> like, right,
1: wait say that one again because that like, was a, bye a bitches. one no just leave it i don't
0: fucking care <laughs> bye bitches wait hold on <laughs> bye bitches thanks connor <laughs> <laughs>